Live from the Journeys Group Studio, this is Taking Care of Business. Good afternoon, this is Tommy Pate. And this is George Pate. Taking Care of Business, today is the week of July 18th. Yep. Uh, halfway through July? Over halfway. Well, I guess. Yeah, 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 the, yeah, this is. Kind of for a numbers guy, you're a bit anal about that, but well, that's okay. Well, I'd rather be, you know, very precise with my numbers. Mm. So, anyway, <laughs> welcome to. Did the we have show. A, Did we have a comment we wanted to make? No, we don't. Okay, we, we have um, we have some people with uh, culture and dignity that listen to the show. Maybe, and <laughs> I said maybe. And why would I offend them? Uh, my name is Tommy Pate. I'm a certified financial planner with the Journeys Group, and I'm George Pate. I'm a financial advisor with the Journeys Group. We are an independent registered investment advisory firm in Aden which is right outside of Greenville, North Carolina. Our phone number is 252-746-6785. Again, that's 252-746-6785. Our website is www.thejourneysgroup.com. Again, www.thejourneysgroup.com. Website has a variety of financial articles rotating on it. It has upcoming events, which we will discuss in just a second has our schedule if you want an appointment with us and profiles of our good-looking staff and last but not least it has our well next to the last but not least <laughs> has links to youtube instagram and facebook and last but not least it has the podcast taking care of business there so if you miss a show and want to hear it it's there and it's uh well 19 different podcast platforms I believe. something like that yeah all right coming up um we have the mid-season Halftime report. I would like to say correction, but it ain't going to be that. Yeah, we have yeah. a halftime report. When is that? Uh, September the 6th at 6 o'clock. Yeah, we're doing a seminar, a uh, webinar rather, mm-hmm. uh, September 6th at 6 o'clock, going over where we think we're at and where we think we're going to be. Well, kind of uh, kind of comparing uh, uh, our original um, predictions based on the indicators back in January, um, kind of a, a catch up to see where we are based on those predictions. And, and, and like he said, what we think is going to happen in the last, uh, not last half of the year, but the, la- the last, last quarter, the last quarter and a half of the year. Yeah. yeah. Um, It'll be interesting with the elections in November and yada, yada, yada. But, and also, uh, we don't have the dates formed up for this yet, but we are doing an in-person seminar, uh, in October, November in, um, Edenton. And then we are doing another one in Raleigh and another one in Wilmington in the early part of 2023. The in-person seminar is going to be kind of cool. It's a two-night event. Uh, the first night we are talking about Social Security and Medicare, how it pertains to those of you that are 65 or coming up on 65. The second night is an interactive um, seminar. We are going to help you do your own ciphering and figure out where you're at in the retirement game uh i think it'd be cool um we'll be able we'll we'll be able to let you log into social security and get numbers there uh but essentially every person in the room will do the math and figure out their own how close they are to retiring or not retiring that kind of thing so again that's in edenton in october 
Raleigh and Wilmington the first quarter of 2023. And you'll you'll hear more about that. Yeah, and and for the the halftime report, um, there will be a page on the website uh, with the registration link. Again, right. that that's that's over Zoom. Um, so that is September the sixth at six o'clock. Uh, that usually lasts uh, twenty thirty minutes, maybe, maybe thirty thirty five minutes, depending on how many questions we have. Um, it always has really good information. Um, and we, we we do a we do a, a pretty extensive amount of research to get ready for that kind of thing. There's a lot of um, if if you're a data or statistics person, you'll love it because there's a lot of data. There's a lot of statistics we gather. Um, to help us uh, kind of draw on those indicators. So I'd really encourage you to, to come out to that or just hop on to that. Uh, but again, the registration link will be on our website under our events page. Um, again, September the 6th at 6 o'clock. And we'll be talking about this pretty much every week up mm-hmm. until the day of. So um, it, it should be a really interesting and informative time. So I encourage you all to come check it out. All right. We're going to get into the show here. The next um – well, the next two weeks, this week and next week, we're going to talk about something that nobody likes to talk about, and that's dying. <laughs> end of li- end of life planning. End of life planning. Yep. Yeah. Um, in North Carolina, if you die without a will, the fancy terminology for that is dying intestate. If you die intestate in North Carolina, and you have children, the children get two thirds of your estate, and your spouse gets one third of your estate. How does it work if the children are minors because they can't inherit? stuff get into that oh okay here is the problem as george just said well let's back up children two-thirds spouse one-third um if there are no children it all goes to the spouse if there's no children or spouse it goes to the nearest relatives all right now george made a good point in north carolina a minor cannot inherit stuff anything yeah so um let's assume that you died and you have a five-year-old and a nine-year-old and you don't have a will. Your spouse gets one-third. The five-year-old and the nine-year-old gets two-thirds. Now, the state is going to name someone as trustee of those children, of that of the asset of those children. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it would be your surviving spouse. But suppose your mom and dad don't like your surviving spouse, and they challenge his or her right in court. That's all it takes. Suppose this is a second marriage, and you've got children from two different marriages. Uh, it can be an absolute disaster. All it takes is one person coming out of the woodworks and challenging um, someone's authority to take care or someone's ability to take care of the children, and now you've got a legal mess. Now it goes to court, and by the time the dust settles, usually it works out in, you know, in the spouse's favor. Most of the time, but it takes a tremendous amount of time and money to get there. Number one. And number two, the kids are just caught in the middle of it. I mean, no, nobody wins there except the lawyers. Well, and I would not want if something happened to me, of course, my, you know, my, my children are adults now and, and I have a will, but if I didn't have a will, I would not want, would not want my wife to wake up one morning and two thirds of the house she lived in was owned by children. Well, more importantly than that, you don't want the state telling your family what your wishes are yeah i mean that that's i mean um the state doesn't know what you want and so you just didn't want the state to have that kind of authority over over your assets so first type that you need a last will and testament if you don't have a will you should be kicked square in the britches <laughs> the only reason not the only reason the only person that would not need a will is somebody that's not married has no children no kin no nothing all right last will and testament what is that for 
it is a legal document that basically determines what happens when you pass away, what happens to your stuff yeah, when you pass away. It's your instructions from beyond the grave about mm-hmm. what, what, what you want your stuff mm-hmm. to go to. Now, so what's in there? Well, if you have minor children and you and your spouse both die, then the last will and testament would name the guardian for those minor children. If you don't have a will, and you and your spouse were met with some type of accident, the state determines who takes care of your children. Number two, you pick out the executor of the estate. You pick out the person that you want to handle all the legal stuff uh, when the good Lord calls you home. Number three, it again, if you have minor children, their assets will go into a trust, and the last will and testament has the ability to name the trustee. Is that trust automatically established? No, it is okay. not. You got to set it up. Okay, that's that's what I, that's up. what I thought. Yep, got to set it up. So and, let's say I don't have. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm just I'm I'm asking questions to, for my own edification. If um, if I don't have that trust set up and I die and I have minor children, well, the minor children aren't going to inherit anything because your your spouse is still alive. Yeah, but but where do those assets? Well, okay, let, let's say my spouse and I both die at the same time, and I have no trust set up. But there's minor children. What happens? Does it go into the estate? Uh, goes, and then, goes into the estate. Okay. Yep, and the the state or the court would appoint a trustee to handle the estate. Yep, got it. Okay, yep, you got it. Um, if you have. Um, very specific things you want to happen. For instance, um, I've got some some things that were my father's, who George is named after, and I want him to have them. And so, in in the will, it very specifically says this this goes to George, this goes to my daughter Casey. Um, if there's some kind of charity you want to set up for, last will and testament does it. By the way, caveat: um, I am not an attorney, nor is George. So, if what we tell you. An attorney disputes it, listen to the attorney. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 it's just like if we say something about taxes and a CPA disputes it, listen to them. I mean, that's, that, that, that is not, not, this is not I'm our not wheelhouse. I'm not sure I'm wrong about all this stuff, but, I, but, I, but I'm, I'm, I'm not an attorney. But if, if you are married and or have children, go get a will, for goodness sake. It just makes things so much simpler. Um, uh, again, let's say you pass away, you have no will. Your and I'm just going to say wife in this case. Your your wife um, goes to the courthouse to file as the trustee of the your two children's two thirds asset, and your mom steps forward and says she is not a good mother. I don't think she should do this. It's going to go to court. Now your wife will probably win, but it's going to go to court, and it's just drug out. If you have a will, no dispute. I guess there could be, but pretty it's, much no it, it's much harder to dispute a will. Yeah. Um, they, they can still happen, but it's very they, it, there's not a whole lot of legal ground to stand on with yeah. a will. And those of you that are going, well, no, no, my, my mother would never do that. Or, uh-huh. ha. Uh, the other thing, thing about second marriages, you don't have a will. Suppose you have a 12 year old and 11 year old from a first marriage and a two year old and a four year old from a second marriage and you die without um without a will or or again more specific than that you know with the second marriage let's say that there's some um let's say you've got property that's in your family's name that's been in your family's name forever um and your spouse for with your second marriage has children from a previous marriage again 
if you die without a will, that property could go to those ki- to those kids. Now you may not have a problem with that, but that may not be what you want. To, it, all all of this comes down to there's a lot of things that you may want to happen, and without a will, they may or may it, not. It's happen. just too stinking easy to put a will together. It, yeah, it's it's something that okay, yeah, I, I get it. it's not fun. It's not fun to to sit down and put this stuff together because you're talking about your own mortality. I get that. It's it's not a fun thing to do, but um, it's it's something that's too easy to fix to not do. Um, second document that you need, first document, last one, testament. Second document that you need is a living will. A living will, or uh, what's the other term I'm looking for? Um, I'm, 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 um, end of life instructions. End of life instructions, yeah. End of life gives you the authority over your death. Now, uh, your living will may say you don't want CPR. Your living will may say you don't want to be fed through a tube. It can pretty much say whatever you want to say it, but it dictates how you, how your death occurs if you're in a hospital. I think the most important thing about living will is it takes the burden away from your loved ones. They do not have to make the decision to turn the ventilator off or they don't have to make the decision to, to, extend your life unnecessarily uh so a living will basically just dictates this is what i want this is what i don't want to happen to sustain my life the, the, the simplest would be no cpr uh or no resuscitative measures yeah no and, respirator anything and, and, like that and i have seen some that said no feeding tubes no o2 no nothing nothing but pain management yeah uh so living will that's the second thing to do all right third thing is a health care power of attorney uh, that gives someone else authority over your medical decisions. You're in a terrific automobile accident, and you are comatose. Um, and let's say that you are paralyzed, and the doctor comes to your next relative and says, "Got to do surgery. Very tricky. Not sure he will survive it." But if he doesn't survive it, he's, he's never going to walk again. Um, what he wants to do. <laughs> and this is a legal document that gives you the right, gives someone, usually your spouse, the right to make that decision on your behalf. And, okay, let's say you don't have that document. Well, the doctor is going to decide what to do. Yeah. The, and the doctor will make a purely medical decision, not necessarily bad. But he or she doesn't know you as well as your spouse does. Yeah, like in, in that case, okay, tricky surgery, but the doctor feels fairly confident that, that it will work. Um, and the and the best medical decision is we got to do the surgery because if there's a chance this, this, this person can walk again, that's what we have to do. But your wishes may be that's that's tricky. I'm I'm okay with never walking again. Well, but, the, but I do want to live. But I do want to live. Yep. Well, it's up to the doctor at that point because you don't have this document in place. The doctor, and again, the doctor is going to make the best medical decision that they believe. Not a bad decision, but it may not be like you said. It may not be what you want to happen. And it may not. It may not be the life decision that you would make. Ultimately, uh, all of these documents can be uh, kind of broken down to one word, and that's control. Yeah. Um, that's that. That's ultimately what it is. All of these come down to to control, whether it be um, in a medical situation after your death, w- at the end of your life. That that's it. Really, just comes down to making sure that your wishes are being followed um, and that what you want to happen is happening. Right. So we have last will and testament. We have a living will. And we have healthcare power of attorney. The last one is a power of attorney, which is a legal document that gives someone. Um, the right to take care of your business, so to speak. Now, 
A power of attorney um, can be very specific. A, a power of attorney can uh, typically will specify who has that power of attorney, your spouse, for example. It also can specify specific circumstances. Yeah, what, what triggers the power of attorney yeah, to become active? Yeah, in other words, you may go, I, if I'm in a coma, this power of attorney doesn't get triggered unless I've been in a coma for 14 days. Mm-hmm. Or if I've lost the ability to do math or something like that. It has um, a specific duration. The power of attorney can be for the rest of my natural life, or it can be for 30 days or anything in between. It can be as broad or specific as you want it to be. And that's, that's, I guess that's kind of the neat thing about it. I hate to use the word neat about this, but it, it really lets you get as personalized and customizable as you want. Um, you know, like he said, it can be, okay, if I've been in a coma for 14 days, this power of attorney becomes active and John Doe has the, has the authority to act on my behalf. If I ever come out of that coma, the power of attorney ends. Right. Uh, or, or it can be, okay, in the event that, um, I start to have a cognitive episode, uh, that, that I'm having some cognitive issues, power of attorney, as determined by a doctor. Mm-hmm. Power of attorney is active for the rest of my natural life. So it can be forever or it can be for a, again, this it, it's really customizable depending on, again, what you want. That's what it all comes down to is what, what do you want? And in addition to the circumstances, it can be very specific duties. You can say in this power of attorney that my person that has power of attorney can write checks on, out of my checkbook or, but they cannot make real estate decisions. Uh, or this person can, uh, if it was me, run the journeys group for me, but I don't want them in my personal business. Yeah, so you can be very specific about uh, uh, about the the duties, what they're allowed to do. And and while we're talking about this, this is why it's so important to um, guys don't go to legal Zoom and get this stuff done. Please don't go to. I, I, I get it; it's cheaper, it's easier. But when you're talking about um, your life, your assets, your estate, all of this stuff, your family. Do you really want the cheapest possible option when it comes to that stuff? Go talk to an attorney. Um, yes, it's, it's a little bit expensive, but uh, they will do it and they will do it right. Um, I mean, there's, cer- there's certainly nothing wrong with legal zoom, but you get what you pay for. So, yeah. um, and this and, is one of those things where you need to sit down and you and your spouse or you and your partner, whatever the terminology is nowadays. I never, really, <laughs> um, this woke thing has got me messed up. Um, and talk to an attorney and say, this is what we want to happen. And then that attorney, he or she, will draw up the legal documents to make it happen. If you get all four of these legal documents, you're talking about for two people, probably two to four thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Combined. I don't, I don't mean a piece. Now, more, more importantly than that, um, this requires some really hard conversation and, and you need to be honest with yourselves. Um, especially when it comes to, um, if you have minor children naming well, a guardian. Who's the guardian trustee? Yeah. Yeah. They, they, this, so this, this requires some, some really, um, considerate thought. But again, th- that's why it's so important to talk to an attorney because the attorney um the attorney will fi- the attorney's whole job is to figure out the best way to draw this stuff up not only the best way but the right way to make sure that in the event of your death that will power of attorney whatever is is ironclad and cannot be challenged and again costs a little bit of money out of your pocket but how much how much is your 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 life your children your family your stuff worth to you let's let's, let's think of the nightmare no you don't have any of these documents you have minor children, you're involved in an automobile accident, and you are in a coma. Um, your spouse, you don't have a joint checking account, so your spouse can't access the funds to pay bills. Um, 
she or he or she doesn't really have the authority to say what to do from a health perspective. And let's say that they're keeping you alive on a ventilator. And that is not what you want. And you have verbally told your spouse that you don't want to be on a ventilator. But because there's nothing in writing, there's nothing they can do about it. (laughs) Now, meanwhile, meanwhile, your mother-in-law, your mother, her mother-in-law is saying, no, don't take him off the vent. He wants to be on the vent. Um, and, and no, no. And, and we need to be the executor of his estate because we love the grandchildren more than the surviving spouse. I mean, it's just, a, it, it's just a nightmare. It, it, it gets so messy. And, and it just, the, the thing is, it doesn't have to be messy. I mean, when you were a paramedic, how many times did you hear people yelling about DNRs, but they didn't have the paperwork oh, and just, there was nothing you could do about yeah, it? We'd walk in the house or run in the house. Yeah. And they would say, we have a DNR. And I would go, where's the document? We don't have a document. Then you don't have a DNR. Yeah. I mean, it's just that, that simple. If we can help you with this, give us a call at 252-746-6785. Again, that's 252-746-6785. Now, by help you with it, I mean we'll refer you to an attorney. I was going to say, I'd like to reiterate, we are not attorneys. We no. can give you very general um guidance give you some phone numbers (laughs) and and phone numbers yeah we give you some really general information but 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 the bigger and more complicated your state is the the vast majority of you if you work nine to five and you own a home and you have a retirement plan at work and you have a car and you have minor children need all four of these documents It it doesn't require you to be bill gates to need this stuff your other option is I'm dead and gone, and it ain't my problem. Um, years ago, when I first started went into practice, we sold a lot of life insurance, and I'll never forget uh, listening to a, somebody say, well, I'm not going to leave my wife a rich widow for somebody else to marry. And it used to blow my mind. I'm like, why would you not want to take care of your yeah, family? Why, why, why are you going to penalize your spouse um, just because of what they might do after you're dead? Because yeah. it's not you. I mean, why well, does that uh, matter to you anymore? And so same thing here. When someone dies – if you if you've never handled an estate, when someone dies, it's bad enough that the family is grieving, and for them to then have to fight for what they think is theirs. And by fight, I don't mean anybody challenges them, but I mean if interstate, you got to go to the courthouse. I mean, it's, 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 it's a, a big, big process. Deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's just too simple to get it fixed. Uh, go to an attorney. Tell, and don't go to a real estate attorney. Go to an estate planning estate attorney, attorney. Yep. Uh, and and tell he or she what you want. Have them draw it up. Make sure there's copies. Uh, and don't put the copies in the lockbox because your lockbox is sealed upon death and you can't get to it. Make sure you keep it at home. Uh, and, uh, and have everything ready. Um, our children are 26, almost 27, and 33. If something had happened to my wife and I, we had – Guardians named for both of them. North Carolina Zoo was for you, George. And we, <laughs> it's nice that I was expecting. And uh, and we had a trustee name because they were going to inherit everything. Not that we had anything, but they were going to inherit everything. So we had people lined up to take care of them. Uh, because, as George said, I was a firefighter paramedic, so I did some a uh, little bit dangerous stuff. And so we had a very specific um, instructions it was a plan, on something yeah. that happened to me. Yeah. Whether or not I want to be resuscitated, that that sort of thing. So it, sit down, talk with your spouse. Uh, I would say probably a, at least a third, if not half, the people that come to our offices don't have any of these documents. And 
Uh, uh, that's just bad <laughs> it's, it's one of the it's one of the few things that we that we get on a soapbox about um we don't get on a soapbox about many things but we we really harp on people if they don't have this stuff um because it's just it's too it's like we've said it's too easy to fix to not have it uh and that's that's ultimately what it comes down to is oh well i'll get to that all right well suppose you're dead then you can't get around it's to that to get to it. yeah it's, it's kind of hard to get to that so um again if you if you have questions about this stuff very again we are not attorneys i, w- I want to make that very Lord clear we play any on tv no um but if you have questions about this really you know we can give you some kind of general information or advice give us a call 252-746-6785 uh, we've got a relationship with a couple of really great estate planning attorneys in town uh, and we would be glad to refer them to you in town is in greenville yes yeah in greenville if you're in our raleigh or wilmington or moorhead markets we know people there too yep but um Uh, we'd be glad to refer you to them because this is this is something that uh we don't feel we don't feel really strongly about many things but this is one of the things that like i said we really harp on people about probably um to some people's annoyance but um well when somebody dies it's hard enough yeah And, and then you add the the mental anguish of having to figure out the finances. I, when my dad died in 1990, 30, uh, almost 33 years ago, 32 years ago, rather, excuse me. Um, and I can remember we walked in the bank and initially I was 29. Uh, initially the bank was not going to release any of my dad's funds to my mom, even though they, it was, it was yeah, back then you didn't do joint accounts. It was yeah. Just, you know, and I mean, we just about, I mean, my mom had a meltdown in the lobby of what was in NCMB because she had no money. And now they were telling her, and you can't have this money. Now, we took care of it, but it took a lot of nastiness. And my dad had a will. I mean, yeah, he it, had everything taken care yeah, of. I mean, it, and it, it was, was still tough. Yeah, but they were saying, you know, until we see a copy of the will, yada, yada, yada. I mean, it just, yeah, it was a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. Um, that we handled, but it, you know, it, it was a nightmare. La- last thing I'll say. Um, like you said, death, when dealing with the death, the emotional pain is hard enough, but money changes people. Um, you know, we, I'm sure you have seen some fights over the years that people say, well, my family would never do that. You have no idea what happens when there's money, <laughs> when there's money involved. Um, so again, I will say this one more time. Go get this stuff done. Uh, quit, uh, stop playing around. Take Just care of business. Get, take care of your business. Yep. Yep. And that's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hear the music in my ear, so it's time for us to ease out of here. Uh, we appreciate you letting us visit with you this week. Hope you have a great week and look forward to chatting with you next week. This is Tommy Pate. And this is George Pate. Taking care of business. The proceeding has been a paid program. The advice and opinions expressed by the Journeys Group and their guests are their own and may not reflect the opinions and advice of WTIB or Interbanks Media. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although should not be relied as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Fixed annuities are insurance products. Fixed annuities, rates, returns, and guarantees guarantees are subject to the claim paying ability to the underlying insurance company. Please see a statement of understanding and prospectus for a full detail on products discussed. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation and as such is not intended to be a direct recommendation. Before acting on any information mentioned, you should seek the advice from a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine whether it is suitable for your specific situation. Investment advising services are offered through the Journeys Group, an SEC registered investment advisor.